Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? I am so excited that I have a guest with me. So those of you who've been listening this quarter, we've been talking about all aspects of leadership and kind of trying to come at it from every possible angle. And today we're going to talk about dressing the part. So no matter where you are on the spectrum of how important you think your appearance is, I can promise you it is very important. And you've heard the expression, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And that is so true. And when I think back on some of the conversations I've had with people about whether someone should get a job, whether they should be promoted, um, it often has to do, at least in part, with their appearance and kind of how they show up. One of my mentors early on said that you can tell how a presenter thinks about their audience by how they dress for it. And I remembered that and stuck with that. And, and when I was in higher education, I always looked the part, especially when I was going to speak to a group of, of a classroom or a group of students, I wanted to present that professional image. So we really want to drill down for the guys and the girls today, what kind of constitutes professional dress. And so my guest today, it has been on the podcast with me before. It's Jane Springer. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to be here, Lisa. I'm Jane Springer, and I am a certified life coach. I'm also a style coach, and I help men and women to look and feel fabulous. And so some of the things that Jane does with her clients is she'll go in and kind of shop their closet and figure out what they can keep and what they need to get rid of, and then what pieces do they need to combine with what they already have to make a good dress wardrobe. And so when we think about the professional kind of leadership piece, and so you want to, maybe you're new to a company, or maybe you've been there a couple of years, but you really want to be considered for a leadership role. Let's start with the, with the ladies. What are some of your top tips to help them position themselves appearance-wise for a leadership role? Well, first and foremost, um, we've talked about this before, Lisa, is that um, I think that you should dress the part of the person whose job you want or you would like at some point. And so I think that you should uh, level up a little bit on your clothing choices in order to appear as someone who is serious about their job, serious about moving ahead, and serious about you know their their place in the organization. So obviously it does depend on the culture of the company that you're in and even the industry you're in. Are there some hard and fast rules for the women? Guys, we're going to get to you in a minute. Are there some hard and fast rules for the women that kind of cross uh, go across the different industries and, and job functions? Yeah, the um, even though you may be working in corporate, you might be working in a tech job, you might be working in a creative market, neatness... Um, and grooming are two things that should absolutely come first. And so you're, the people um, who are observing you on the job, they don't want you to come in you know, with um, messy makeup or too much makeup um, or messy hair. I mean, you definitely want to pay attention to your grooming first. 
And I, along those lines, I think that one of the things that seems to be popular now for the for the ladies are some really funky nail treatments. And while that may be great for a Friday or a Saturday night date, um, I think that there needs to be a little bit of uh, discretion in those things at work. Absolutely. I think that um, you should probably, if you, especially if you're in a corporate environment, to go with something in a nail color that's neutral or clear, something along those lines where people are going to be seeing your hands moving a lot um, and be on the conservative side. Now, if you're in a creative market, I think you can afford to be a little more uh, creative about your nail color, but still, if you want to be considered um, in a leadership role, I think um, that some discretion is definitely in order. Yeah, especially around the length and, and just the color of the nails. And so so attention to detail and kind of being neat. Um, what about some of the things that are happening with undergarments being shown? Well, it's a bad trend. That's all I got to say. Um, I do think that there are more bare midriffs going around. There are... Um, you know, low-cut blouses where you can see uh, a bra or other items, and so definitely pay attention to that. But, you know, before you leave the house, move all around, especially if you're in a tech market where you're going to be up and down and leaning over. I think you just take a look before you leave the house, sit down, stand up, look in the mirror, and just see. Make sure that your undergarments and underpinnings are not showing. They're under. Yes. <laughs> Hence the name. Yeah, I, I um, have been watching a particular show, I won't name it on, on television, but the, the main character is a um, an, an elected or an appointed official, high-ranking appointed official, and she invariably has on a white shirt with a black bra under it, and I just don't understand why they're showing that as someone who is very professional and you know has direct access to the president. Well, it is a trend. Um, I don't really understand it myself, and I don't think it's in good taste. I do think that if you're going to do that, then throw a blazer on over it so that it's not quite so um, noticeable, but in terms of what undergarments you should wear, um, definitely a nude color, um, something that, in my opinion, should not, you know, show so that that's what the people are looking at instead of what you are saying and what you are presenting. And I think that's a good point throughout all of this is that what I always think of with professional dress is I want to neutralize my appearance so that there's nothing about it that distracts from the message that I'm giving. Definitely. I want the main focus to be on me and what I bring to the table and not on my garments. So let's talk, again, we're going to stay with the ladies, and then guys, we're going to give you your chance. But let's talk about, in terms of color, I know one of the conversations that I've had in the past with people is, for example, the color red is, is often a very powerful color. And so if you are a diminutive woman using a bright color like that, not not pinky girly, but a, a red can make you look more powerful. At the other end of the spectrum, I'm a, I have a, a, a I'm tall and I have a, a, a large presence. And I have often said if I went into a room with a red suit on that people would hide under the table. So tell me a little bit about the kind of the color piece. Well, definitely. I think that um, if you are going to use color to, and and to add some of your personality, I would use your color, something that's flattering to you, as a blouse 
possibly, or a scarf um, as an accessory, and be bold with that, um, as opposed to like a totally red suit, which, um, you know, just might be a little too much for um, the environment that you're in. And, and maybe that you might be, like if you are small, a petite person, it might come across as you trying too hard. I think that's great advice. And the other thing about those brightly colored suits or, or outfits is that you can't wear them very often because people remember them. So if you get some basics and then change around with the, the shirts and the, the scarves and the accessories, you can look like you have a whole lot more clothes than you actually have. Definitely. Um, what you should do is um, stick with some neutral kind of colors, maybe burgundy, navy, gray, some black. I wouldn't go all black, but those are kind of neutral colors. And then you can build on that. You can, or as, but I do like a black pencil skirt, by the way, a pencil skirt or an A-line skirt, because you can put practically anything with that, any color blazer, mm -hmm. any color blouse. Um, but I would stick to those colors as your basics and then build around that, just like you said. I think that's a great suggestion. And one of the pieces that I want to add to this is that the sooner you can find the stores and the clothing lines that fit your body, the simpler this process is going to be for you. So if you have to go out and spend a lot of time trying things on early on in your career so that you know that, you know, wherever it is, White House, Black Market, Chico's, you name it, you can go there and the clothes will fit you. That's going to save you a whole lot of time in the, in the long run. And also, it depends on your age and, again, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, environment that you're working in. Because if you're in a creative environment, you know, you're going to kind of stand out in kind of an odd way if you have on a suit. But you can, you know, be somewhat creative in, you know, like if you were to wear some black slacks, which are always good to have, and then a really interesting blouse and just keep a blazer in the office or a cardigan so that when you have a, me a meeting with people above you, um, your managers and, and also, you know, the CEO and those kinds of people, if you have dealings with them, then you can be prepared for anything that happens in the office, any kind of meetings that they call anywhere you want to go. I think that's great advice. Just have a, have a, have a completer piece that you can throw on at a moment's notice. All right, so I want to get to the, to the more casual days, the dress down days, but let's go and talk to the guys about how they can dress for that next role professionally and as a leader? I think as a basic that you should uh, start with a navy suit, a simple navy suit or a gray suit, something like that, and then some button-down shirts, and then you can mix and match depending on what, you know, whether it's dress down Friday or whether you've got a meeting or not. But to have some basics such as that and then on, and then build on that in terms of you can show some of your personality a little bit with your tie. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like if you wanted to, you could do your socks. But, you know, to let your um, personality and your uniqueness come out in, you know, the accessories again, in your shirt and your tie, those kinds of things. I'm seeing the guys do a lot more casual shoes lately. Talk to me a little bit about that. Okay. Not a huge fan, but it depends on, it, again, it depends on the environment you're in. If you're a, in the tech environment or creative environment, yes, I've seen a lot of um, 
sneakers, various kinds of upscale sneakers, and I'm okay with that. If that is the kind of environment that you work in, if that's what your CEO wears, then I think it's okay. But I do think that whatever it is you pick, if you, you know, whether you're going to pick um, leather slip-ons or um, tie shoes or, or sneakers, that they need to be clean and polished and not, you know, um, dirty or, you know, in bad shape. And the guys seem to be mixing the browns and the and the blacks with the shoes in a way that wasn't acceptable just a few years ago. So what's the rule on shoe color for the dudes? I don't think there really is any anymore <laughs> because I kind of, I've, I've grown used to it and I kind of like, like with a navy suit, to have brown shoes and a brown belt. And, you know, my husband has embraced that. I think it looks really good. And it, it may set you apart as someone who's kind of stylish. So um, I'm okay with that gotten there yet but I'm working on it because it seems to be um, omnipresent so. Yes. so so the dudes let's talk about them buying these suits so they same thing they want to find some stores that are kind of their go-to store men's warehouse is one that's popular exactly. for the guys Dillard's or Macy's those kinds of things guys don't expect to buy their suits off the rack correct that is correct I mean most most guys don't fit into the the suit that's on the rack if you're if you do buy one off the rack then make sure you get it tailored um, just the way it looks best on you and don't wear something that's too big or too small and I've mentioned this before I am not a fan of the baby suit which is what my husband and I call it where it the the sleeves look kind of short and the pants look short and I know it's fashion I just don't think that if you want a leadership role, that it should be so very noticeably small. And again, on the other end of the spectrum, something that's too big, that looks like, you know, you bought it off the rack, you, that was all you could afford, um, and then, you know, you just wear it as kind of big and baggy. Um, it, it, tailoring is everything. And most of the stores that you buy men's suits at, they have someone associated with the store who can do yes. at least the hemming. So you want to make sure you bring the shoes mm -hmm. that you plan to wear the suit with so that they can try it on and, and mark it appropriately. And and I think I think what we're speaking to in terms of the size, the old kind of full cut suit is really pretty out and pretty dated right now. But if you can find a medium, a happy medium between mm -hmm. that old style that really does look dated and then, as Jane calls it, the baby suit, which I totally, I, I know exactly what she's talking about because I just want to, I want to go up and jig it a little bit and see mm. if it'll fit you a little bit better. So if you can find something in between there, um, that's going to be ideal. Uh, anything else you want to say about, about the dudes? That, that in particular, what you just said is important because um, what you should try and find is something that is slim, and by that I mean skims your body, so that if you have a little extra around your waist, it's okay. You want to have it fit close to your body, not tight, but close, and then, and again, like I said, not too tight, but not too loose, too, and don't, okay, I, I'm biased here, but um, the triple pleated pants in the front that sometimes come with some of these suits, they are out and they are not flattering. I don't care if it's 1950, 1980, or now. Um, so find some pants that are slim, preferably flat front, and, um, and go with that. So I just think it's important to not have too big and not something that doesn't look too small. 
And the final word I want to say with the, with the guys is that you oftentimes will buy a new suit, new tie, new everything, except for not a new belt. And the belt, I always liken it to your mom's height chart in the kitchen wall. Um, it sort of chronicles your growth, not always in a positive direction. So make sure that if that thing is starting to show signs of wear on the, the holes that you use most frequently, let's toss that thing and get another one. And uh, belts are just super important for the guys. Very important. Anything you want to say about the guys grooming? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the trend is for guys to have some sort of facial hair, whether it's something that they look like they just haven't shaved for three or four days, or to a beard. And if you're going to wear that look, which can look good, um, you have got to be extremely well-groomed. You've got to have it trimmed. You've got to have it not look um, like, like someone who doesn't care. Um, so big, bushy beard that has not been trimmed in a while, that is not going to um, present you as someone who, who cares about their self, their appearance, and where they're going. So I would make sure that you are really well-groomed. Same with your... Um, same with your nails, the same thing. Um, you want trimmed, you want neat. You want, same, like I said with the ladies, you want to look neat and well put together and groomed. So the guy that I saw in Publix on, um, what was it, Monday, that had a red beard down to his waist, not so much? Well, <laughs> depends what he's doing for a living. If he's a farmer, that might work quite well. But um, if you want to be considered for leadership where you work, you want to look well-groomed. And, and in my opinion, that would not, you know, put you high on their list of candidates to move up. Let's put it that way. I could not stop staring at him. I kept seeing him in, in various aisles, and I just wanted to go up and, I don't know, either yank it or question him about that whole thing. So we've talked about the professional leadership uh, kind of dress, dressing for that level above where you are now, really taking your cues from your boss or even your boss's boss. You don't want to dress obviously better than your superiors because that can create a little mm -hmm. backlash. You know, if you're coming in with, I don't know, a Rolex watch and obviously, you know, like a, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story. I had a woman who... Um, Worked. She was a coordinator in my office when I worked at Truman State University, and um, I, I can't say much good about her. I inherited her and, and could not get rid of her no matter how hard I tried. But one of the conversations that people had around her, because they knew a lot about her in, in, in state agencies, your salary is published, so people knew how much money she made. She carried around a $2,000 purse. And as a coordinator, and it really created a conversation. So I think that's an example of kind of going over, there's backlash if it's just too much. So um, we want to also talk about the, the dress down days, because in my experience, casual Fridays, that's the term we'll use. It could be the whole environment could be casual Friday, or it could be that, I don't know, Wednesdays are your casual Friday, but let's call them casual Fridays for consistency. I have seen more careers derailed buy casual Fridays than anything else because people think that it is, you know, just whatever I wear out to work in the garden on that day and they don't understand how this fits into their professional kind of goals. First of all, if you're in an environment where 
jeans are, well, first of all, check your dress code because in some places jeans are not acceptable. But if you are going to wear jeans on a Friday or if that's, you know, what they wear in your office, neat, clean, no holes, no rips, no tears um, are extremely important. So I would say above all, if you're going, to, and I would keep it a dark wash, preferably, a dark wash or perhaps, you know, like gray or something like that, but but definitely not acid washed, you know, kind of super light color. Or the ones with the holes that are already in the Yeah, no, no. Not for work. Please, not for work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've told this story before, but I remember having a conversation with a couple of recruiters at Blue Cross Blue Shield when I worked in Columbus, Georgia, about this woman who worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield, and she wanted a particular promotion. Her mother was my secretary. And so I'm having this meeting with these two recruiters, and I happened to mention that this individual was applying for this job in human resources. It would be a promotion for her. And I saw the look that passed between the two of them, and I said, okay, you got to tell me what's going on. I don't know her well. I'm Her mother is my secretary. <clears throat> what's the story? And they proceeded to tell me about on Dress Down Friday, she would come in in like a dirty shirt and holy jeans that were didn't look like they'd been cared for at all and dirty sneakers, and she would put her feet up in the break room on a chair, and she would pop gum for some reason the whole day when she was in that, that casual outfit. And so that was interesting to me because not once did they say anything about how her work performance was. We didn't have that conversation at all. It was all about her appearance, and it was all specifically around Dress Down Friday. So it really can derail your career. So neat and clean still goes, is still the rule of the day. Um, I get that, that, you know, the rules are changing. I mean, it is true that, that in general, work environments are getting somewhat more casual. So if you're in that kind of an environment, tech or, or creative or something like that, then and it, there is an opportunity for you to, for you to show your um, personality. So that would be an opportunity for you to get a really, um, well, men and women, a really cool shirt or a really cool blouse um, to put over your dark wash jeans or, you know, some really slim black pants. You could put practically anything over the top of that. Um, just not cut above your midriff. And then you know you can you can do comfortable shoes if uh, if your CEO wears you know really nice sneakers that's a possibility, um, but so with the rules are loosening up somewhat but still the main rules apply, um, and you can show your personality but neatness and um, you know neatness and you know some thought put into what you're going to wear. Um, and how it's going to look to to everyone, and especially to the leadership in the office, is super important. And one thing that just came up for me, you guys can Google a site, you know, color, the meaning of colors or something like that. And you can see what colors sort of evoke what emotion. So if you're giving a presentation to the board and you need them, maybe it's a financial presentation and you need them to, you know, approve your budget that would probably be a very different color than you're going in and doing a creative presentation for a, a marketing campaign. So I would encourage you to look at that information and kind of make some decisions around around that as well. So color is, is very important. I do think that keeping a blazer at the office for unexpected meetings is super important. And I think that if you, if for the women, if you have a really nice, um, 
cardigan sweater so, uh, th that might work as well but something that if you put it on and it, it's in a neutral color something if you put it on over your outfit it's going to dress you up some depending on the circumstances. Yeah, I, I have never, I when I worked in higher education, I did have blazers and I did wear them, but I've always leaned towards cardigans um, because it's just a softer look for me. Um, because I'm, I'm a tall woman, I like that look. And I just have, I have oodles of, of uh, cardigans. So it really doesn't matter what I put on, I've got a cardigan to go with it. And that just, that's a completer piece, which is one of the things that, I know we've talked about before that completer piece is that that final thing that really kind of sets the outfit off. So, mm -hmm. cardigan, jacket, um, blazer for the dudes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the completer piece is very important. And um, on the subject of hoodies, as <laughs> long as we're talking about outerwear, I didn't know we were on the subject of hoodies. Oh, no, but, but now I, we are. <laughs> but I was thinking about that. Um, that that mm. I, I don't really know what to say except that. Um, if you everybody in your office and the boss is wearing hoodies, I guess that would be okay. In my opinion, you should stick with a sweater of some sort, some sort of a jacket. It could be zip up. It doesn't have to be a blazer. I mean, there are there are a lot of really nice looking men's jackets now that are um, not a traditional suit coat, but are really very cool. And so they're they're a softer look. Um, and, and I think you should, you could give that a try because they have, um, my husband has several in, um, navy and black and he keeps some of them at the office, but they're perfect as a completer piece, you know, to grab and go, or if the office is cold, but you still look put together. Yeah. Like a leather bomber works good for that, for the guys yeah. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like a, a leather jacket. So, yeah, so the hoodie thing, and, and it's interesting because they have some really nice sweaters for the dudes that have a, a hoodie on them, but mm -hmm. it's not so bulky because the fabric is, right. is more refined. Right. So you can still, if you insist on having, you know, the ability to cover up in case you are secretly the Unabomber, you can, you know, you've got that there, but it's not so bulky. Again, take your cue from the higher-ups uh, in terms of how casual to go. Yeah, I always say uh, kind of err on the side of dressing more formally than than you think maybe. Definitely. You, just until you kind of figure out what the lay of the land is. Mm -hmm. So any final words on this professional dress so you can present yourself as a leader? I, I think I brought this up in the other broadcast, but if you are unexpectedly invited out to lunch, to a lunch meeting with your boss, how... You know, how are you dressed that day? You didn't plan for it, but he wants to have a talk with you about uh, perhaps, you know, jo a job opportunity that has come up. So you go, to, you go, oh, you get excited. You go to go have lunch with him. And he says, oh, my car is in the shop. Um, and so could we take your car? And then you think to yourself, I have not cleaned up my car in months. The, the outside is dirty. So that your your vehicle could become an extension of you and i do know this from experiences that there was a person who who worked with my husband who was very smart she was being mentored by my husband but as i saw her driving through the parking lot you could barely see her face because she had so much papers and so much thing and her car was so dirty as she was driving out it it changes your perception of the person and you for sure do not want your boss getting in your car when it looks like that because 
that is an extension of who you are. And um, if you aren't keeping, what else are you, he's going to be thinking, he or she is going to be thinking, what else, in what other areas are you not going to, you know, uh, respect yourself and your environment? Yeah, I think that's a good rule. And it may not be the boss. It may be a customer, a prospective oh, customer yes. or a, a colleague that you, you know, want to mm -hmm. impress and make a good impression with. So um, that's, I love that one. And I always forget about that one. And then afterwards I realize that my car is, is a really bad before example. So um, <laughs> I, I apologize to anyone who may end up in my car. Uh, there may be some dog hair. <laughs> Um, there is one thing that we did not touch on, and I've had uh, women attorneys who have told me, when I ask them about style, they have told me that they are appalled sometimes with what the attorneys, women attorneys, are wearing into the courtroom. And so we're talking about very short skirts or a very low blouse or something really tight. And going back to what we said before, you don't want the judge or the jury, or anyone else, to, um, to be paying attention to your body or, or how you look in this outfit versus what you are saying. Mm -hmm. So to be careful, again, about do a sit down, do a lean over, because um, you be, could be leaning over the table, and that, that person's mind is not on what you are saying. <laughs> and so I just thought I would throw that in there because I've had multiple people tell me it might not even be in the courtroom, but again, we want people paying attention to what you have to say, um, your mind, um, and your solutions to problems, perhaps, versus what you have on. Yeah, one of the, the pieces of advice I would give my students was to, if they were buying an interview outfit, so they're in the interview room, try, or in the, the dressing room trying the outfit on, is to sit in front of the mirror and do the kinds of things that you would normally do in a chair, cross your legs, whatever, because you're going to, you can get, you can see what the, what the interviewer will see. And I, I have to laugh when you give that story about the courtroom, because we, I think it was my first ever career fair at Truman State University and so we were out in the hallway we all the staff was set up at the registration table and students had to come talk to us and then I watched this girl with a such a short skirt on walk up the stairs to the to the top floor where some of the employers they were on two floors and she had a couple of dude friends with her and they you know as guys will do filed in behind her on the stairs and she took her handful of resumes she had a, like a folder with resumes in it and she put it behind her behind as she walked up the stairs because she knew she was aware of how short her skirt was and was trying to show some modesty to these dudes who were walking behind her and we just looked at it we watched this go on and then we just turned to each other and busted out laughing it was it was crazy save so, yourself yes don't just say no I can remember another another student one time came in and her skirt was so short she was wearing control top pantyhose that day and the control top extended below the oh, skirt <laughs> pretty sure that's not supposed to happen mm -mm. so uh yeah learn from learn from these mistakes guys and don't make the same ones and so um if you are not strong in uh, dressing yourself if this is just not your your shtick find someone in your life either a family member who's good at that or someone like jane who can walk you through how to build this wardrobe. What I can tell you unequivocally is if you take the time and care to build this wardrobe carefully, it will serve you a hundred times over. 
as opposed to just kind of buying throwaway clothes that are of the moment that next season are look like they were of last moment. So um, tell them how they can work with you, Jane. Okay. And let me just say, I mean, there are stylists online now who various things you can sign up for, Stitch Fix and, and um, trunk, show, trunk Club and other things. Um, and I have ordered from all of them because I wanted to see how they would nail my my uh, lifestyle and my personality. And I haven't found one yet who really got me. You know, if you're in a pinch, I suppose that's good, but it would be better to work with someone in person or uh, virtually who gets to know you personally, like the, what I do. I can work by, um, by Skype or Zoom or anything else and, and look at your closet and help you out. I can virtually go shopping with you if you'd like. Um, I just think it's a better, um, and I am tooting my own horn, but I just do think it's a better practice than to just blindly go out there and listen to what the salespeople have to say because they want to sell you something. So um, do your homework before you leave the house and then, um, or, you know, give me a call and, um, or excuse me, email me, jane at janespringer.com. And my um, website is janespringer.com. And so I do life coaching from there, but I also do styling. And so, you know, send me an e shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to talk to you about um, helping you out. Yeah, one of the things about the, the store employees is that they're not going to suggest anything that takes you out of their store. So if you want to put together outfits that are, you know, not just from one shop, uh, that's when a real a stylist can be helpful and someone who can really curate that um, the possibilities for you. And I've gone on a shopping trip with Jane, and it's a lot of fun too. So I highly recommend it. One more thing, I worked with a woman who um, was trying to downsize. She was going from one house to another, downsizing. We she had loads of clothes in her closet, and m many of them had tags still on them. And so I had her try on everything, and um, and the colors. Some of the colors were wrong. Um, the fit was not good. And, you know, she said, well, this is what the salesperson told me to buy. Um, told me look good. She told me it looked good. And so I said, you know, I'm sorry, but it's not the best fit for you or the right color for you. So, again, you know, if you're not somebody who's an expert at this, reach out. Yeah, and I got it's to be the help. beneficiary of some of those clothes that didn't work for that woman. She <laughs> called me over. She had a living room full of clothes. And yes. I, I felt like a kid at Christmas. It was great. So, <laughs> so there's always that. Mm -hmm. So as always, you guys, I want to be your career coach. So shoot me a question. You can always email me at Lisa, and that's L-E-S-A, at ExclusiveCareerCoaching.com. And I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.